What in the fuck is really going on out there? Bud's in the basement. Welcome to Bud's in the Basement Podcast. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And I'm back with my co-host, Bubba the Mouth. What's good, brother? Everything's good. Everything is good. That's I like that answer, man. That's pretty awesome. Tell I me can't complain. Good, the Lions are doing amazing, bro. The Lions are doing pretty damn good, surprisingly enough. But they did try to shit the bed last week. They tried. Oh, they tried, but they didn't, my friend. It's a different football team, but we'll get back into that here. It is a different football team, and that's very cool. Um, But let's, uh, you know what we got to do right off the rip. You know, we got to get into the, what do these asshats do this week? But trust me, y'all, we're going to keep this really short because we have a different show set up for you this time. So let's go into this. These asshats. (laughs) Very brief. I'm tired of talking about these assholes. I'm so tired of it, man. I'm so sick of the government. I'm sick of politics, man. I want to go out, live my life, drink some booze, smoke my weed, love my wife, love my family, leave me the fuck alone. That's where I'm at right now. But this is what we do. We're on this show. These assets are always up to something. So let me bring this in with this because it kind of bugged me hmm. the way it went down and and whatever. So... I've been talking about this shit in New York with Trump for like a few weeks now. Like, hey, watch out what's going on in New York. They might actually have something on him there, right? I've been saying that for a while now. Well, what's her name? Oh, New York Attorney General Letitia James comes out. Now, let let me bring you in with the full story, though, first. I got a buddy of mine, and he's a lefty, and that's fine. He's a Democrat. I don't care. I love him. He's my friend. Um, but he's been saying Trump's going down, Trump's going down. And he's sending me all this stuff about, you know, the, in, in New York and what's going on. And he's like on, on, I believe it was a Thursday. I don't remember now, but he's like 1030. And then he texts me early in the morning, 1030 in the morning, New York attorney general's got some big news coming out. So, you know, I'm at work and I'm painting houses to what I do or whatever, and <laughs> 10.30 comes along, I pop on Twitter, you know, where's the news? Where's, you know, who's freaking out? Nobody's freaking out. Nobody's saying shit. Okay. It gets to be like after lunchtime, right? I eat my lunch. I don't see nothing about nothing yet on Twitterverse or Facebook or any other news app I look at or whatever. Those aren't where, really where you want to get news. But like, you know, I'm looking on my daily wires and my, you know, free thought projects and, and all that stuff. All those places where I go get news from, you know, Libertarian Party, blah, blah, blah. There ain't shit about fuck. About there Trump. ain't shit about fuck. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my Ozark. That's my Ruthie. I don't know shit about fuck. You know? I don't know shit about fuck. But there wasn't shit about fuck, about Trump, on social media, on any of the news outlets I kind of fuck with. Nothing. So Why I text So I text my buddy. I'm like, where's this big news, dude? Like, I really want to hear something about this because it's must-see TV, and it gives us something to talk about on this show, correct? Correct. You know, so he sends me a link, you know, to I, I forget what, you know, news outlet it came from. New York Attorney General <laughs> Letitia James files a $250 million lawsuit against Donald Trump and his kids, his family. Everybody's in on it, right? And it's for like, you know, it, for fraud. For fraud. They were, you know, 
saying things cost more than they were worth when they were doing their, you know, whatever insurance bullshit. Uh-huh. Dude. I was so very disappointed by this. Like, I really wanted, yeah. like, something. I've been looking forward, actually, to having something to talk about. Letitia James comes out with a $250 lawsuit like rich people I'd never been sued before for the same exact shit. And it's like, are you guys trying to get this man reelected? Because I feel like that's what the Democrats are doing at this point. A lawsuit is a joke. Rich people get sued all the time for the same now, reasons. I'm going to go ahead and rewind you on this one a little bit. And I have to say it again. Uh, listeners are probably going to think I'm a Trump supporter. Okay, I'm, I'm going with that notion right off rip. Right. Uh, that's because I, I, I keep on calling out the, I'll go ahead and say, retardedness of this Trump thing. Uh, people, let it go. We are literally two years removed. Like two and a half. From, and here's the thing. Uh, folks on the left like to say... Let him go. He's no longer our president. I'm like, they have been. You won't release your grip from talking about Trump. I never heard of a man or a person living in somebody's head 24-7 rent-free for this fucking long ever. All right. So when the FBI went down to Mar-Lago, everybody was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. He's going to go down. And all the and... back people were like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I guess they were all like that. But here's the thing. Um, <laughs> you, you aimed for the quote-unquote king's head, and you fucking missed. So that moved the ball into momentum of being reelected. That's step one where you fucked up. <sighs> last week, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Last week, he was flown into the D.C. area wearing his golf attire and people on the left were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's being arrested. He's being arrested. Right. The motherfucker has an office in D.C. still, and he was playing golf. Right. TDS is real. That's Trump derangement syndrome. It is <laughs> real. No, like Sean, that. Sean, fucking talk to me, man. Why are people so hung up on Trump? They And, and here's the thing. When he was in office... They were saying the worst of things about this guy and saying he was doing the worst of things that never fucking stuck. Well, because they could never prove every anything. They couldn't prove anything. Here's the thing. He was impeached on a fucking phone call about looking into Biden from Ukraine and come to find out two years later, Ukraine and Biden are fucking rubbing each other's dicks with money, hundreds of billions of fucking dollars. Of our money at that. Of our fucking money. Our money that they extort from us every week out of our paychecks. I mean, it's ridiculous. So... But here's the thing. You know, they have this... They, <laughs> they, they've been talking, you know, they have something, they have something, and all they do is come out with a lawsuit. Who gives a flying fuck about a lawsuit? It starts at $250 million. The guy's a billionaire, dude. He's got the fucking lawyers. He's got the, the power. By the way, he's never going to pay that. If he pays anything, it's going to be very minuscule. He doesn't care. And this Every source that I've checked out on this, on the right side, they're just they're not impressed at all about the 
lawsuit that they're trying to hit with Donald Trump, they're like, well, okay, everybody does that. It's crazy, everybody. though, because I am one of those people. I genuinely wanted something to happen. I don't want Trump around. I'm sure anymore. you did. I am. I was curious to if anything was going to stick. I'm but tired however, of it. Like I'm tired the of name hearing about him. I want Don him to go away. Is fucking winning. That's. But it's so crazy though that we still and we still have to deal with this, and they're wasting taxpayer dollars on this shit on nothing. They have nothing on him. Literally nothing. And here we are. And this is what's going to happen, folks. They're going to have nothing on him, just like they had nothing on him before or nothing on him in the middle or after or anything. The Democrats will literally get Donald Trump reelected. He doesn't even have to campaign. And it's disgusting. Personally, I'd rather see DeSantis. I want new blood. I want DeSantis in that run just for oh, new blood. Me too. Purposes. I, I want to see younger people in office. I don't I want, want. I want younger people. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the. We were all at once agreeing of no more old people. We want young. New um, ideas. And here we are still sliding backwards as the country. We're still you know, talking about Trump, who's going to be 78 years old by the time 24 comes. Are you kidding me? That puts him at 82 by the time fucking his term's up. A lot can change from now to then. You know what I'm, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see it. I want to see new faces. I want to see new ideas. I want to see fresh blood, you know, and I've talked about what I want to see on a, you know, a ballot period. And I want to see either DeSantis or Thomas Massey from the Republicans. I don't know what Tulsi Gabbard would, would run as, but I would love. To I want see- DeSantis Gabbard. DeSantis versus Gabbard. That's what I want. I want Spike Cohen. I do want Spike. You know who I want to see. You, on... you and I were we we we're, we're gonna fall. So you want to see you want to know who I want to see actually on the same ticket, and I don't give a fuck who's president or vice president at that point. I want Kanye see... West. <laughs> Kanye would be better than fucking Biden. That's for sure, man. I will so vote for Kanye. Seriously, anything's better than this right now at this point, as long as it's not a duopoly asset. But no, I would love to see Tulsi Gabbard and Spike Cohen. On the same bill. And I don't care who would be the president or vice president. I think that would be amazing. I think that would be fantastic. Um, I think you're going to get the best of ideas. I think you're going to get the best of economies out of that. Um, Tulsi Gabbard's the real deal. There's no way in fuck she could run as a Democrat, though. We've talked about that a thousand times. I'm just surprised that they don't want her because she's a strong woman who would... Who brings a lot to the table? She doesn't fit their narrative. She just doesn't. She's against that. <sighs> Tulsi's not a commie. Are you kidding me? She's not a commie, you mean? Yeah, she's not a commie. These Democrats right now are commies. These Republicans right now are spineless. Now, my my opinion, Tulsi Gabbard is getting the Donald Trump treatment from her own party. Said what I said. Ooh, that's a little interesting take on that, man. It's but a fucking fact. Where where, where Where's my lie at? They're out, look, <laughs> like, like seriously, do you not remember that Tulsi roasted fucking Kamala? Dude, roasted her. You could pull that up. Go on YouTube. It's and on just YouTube. Look folks. up Tulsi Gabbard versus Kamala Harris or Kamala. For all you motherfuckers who love Kamala Harris and that she broke the glass ceiling for a certain fucking position, yeah, but she had a dick in her throat at the same time. <laughs> look, 
Tulsi fucking Gabbard smoked her ass on the fucking debate. Literally that made her bitch look did not stupid. Deserve to be in office right she now. She made her look stupid, and here we are. We get stuck with Kami Harris as vice president. Holy shit! Which, by the way, she literally said that she believed Biden's uh, sexual assault uh, accusations. On stage, on a debate stage, she said that, and yet mm-hmm. they're, here they are together in perfect harmony, which is not. I would love Kami Harris to write a book after this presidency because I think she would have a lot to say. Oh, if she writes a book, folks. if Kamala Harris writes I'm a book, I'm buying that book. I'm fucking buying it. I'm reading it. From you the better back. believe it because there is not good blood between her and Biden. There's just not. But let's no. move on. So I'm moving. I'm moving on to this. I gotta go ahead and say it. Let's uh, folks, go. Liberals are up three nothing and killing conservatives now, as a North Dakota man ran over a fucking 18 year old Republican kid because he thought he was a Republican threat, a terrorist. Uh, this also coming off of. Um, you know, the big heat wave from, uh, what do they call him, Dark Brandon? You know, pretty much saying that MAGA Republicans are a fucking terrorist organization to the Only country. the MAGAs. Only MAGAs. Only the MAGAs. Right. Um, so it's coming off of those those tales. Uh, that's This is completely fucking bullshit, folks. Uh, now, I say 3 nothing because before that, uh, a Democratic administrator in Vegas stabbed a fucking reporter to death because they were going to drop a piece that would expose them. And then before that, Aaron Donaldson in 2020 was shot and killed in Portland, Oregon after a Trump rally caravan driving through the city. He was literally shot dead. Folks. What the fuck is wrong with people? This is... You folks who, I don't, y'all fucking hate Trump, da-da-da. You motherfuckers are actually killing people. Where's the tolerance at? And for you folks who want to do this type of shit, just remember, you're fucking poking the bear with the side that has the most fucking firearms. The most training to go ahead and actually do this to you. Um, Full stop. Yeah, we're taking that one, aren't we, Sean? That's the Cajunism. That is the Cajunism. That's the Cajunism. I love that Cajunism, man. That's a well, full stop. We have to stop this bullshit, this nonsense, this fucking uh, separation, because we are literally going into a civil war. I mean, the civil war's already started. The government. Oh no, has it has that. started. It's it, it 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 started online. This that's, started that's, years ago, and they're going to keep us divided, and they're going to keep saying, you know. Oh, well, the mega Republicans this, and then the mega Republicans are going to be like, well, the fucking Democrats that. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? I haven't said that in a while. Guess what, motherfuckers? The Biden administration and their people are just as fucked up as the Trump administration and their people. And don't think that the the Bidenites and the MAGA freaks are any fucking different at this point. It's the same fucking shit. There's people out there killing people over politicians and politics that literally don't give a fucking hot mammy fuck now sean you're not gonna like you're not gonna like hearing this one bro the difference between those two fucking administrations one completely outed americans as a terrorist group the other one they let themselves fuck each other up you know but but at the end of the day at the end of the day it's all wrong it's all wrong and here we are fighting each other every fucking day 
over people who do you know that don't people, have anything people have to know your people have to know your political thoughts before they want to talk and be with you today yeah crazy. like they want to know if you think politically if you are politically aligned before anything i got some political alignment for you fuck trump and fuck biden fuck the republicans and the democrats it's now the same folks shit, this is why day. we are now officially done talking about politics because we're going into the midterm elections yep we do not want this we don't want to, like it's 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 exhausting just writing down what we're about to talk about and it is bullshit after bullshit after bullshit of what the fuck of goddamn and i mean it, it fucking hurts you mentally dude it really like you're like wow this has really happened in this country i want to go back to not knowing it's like it's like the matrix i wish i didn't know yeah but once you know you're stuck it, you it's are. pretty fucked up like once you know you're stuck and you're gonna be in it and once you, Which, once you figure yeah. out the actual truth of what's happening out here in the world to where the Republicans and Democrats hold hands on the division. They hold hands on restricting your rights. They hold hands on taxing you into enslavement. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are tax slaves. And it's only getting worse. It is only getting worse because the more they send, the worse, the, the more they spend, the worse it's going to get for future generations. Oh, yeah. Here's me and Bubba the Mouth. We've been trying, you know, we've had this podcast for over two years now in 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 a in a in a weird way. We haven't actually had the podcast for two years, but we've had it. We have been on social media, totally beating up the duopoly, totally hurting feelings. Not that we want to, but we're putting some truth out there. Facebook jail veteran here, folks. Dude, I got all the gold medals for Facebook jail. <laughs> I want Or that all smoke. the, you know, social media jail in general. I've been kicked off fucking Twitter. I've been kicked off fucking Instagram. But here we are, you know, welcome to Buds in the Basement, where everything we say is true and the government doesn't want you to know about it. You know what I'm saying? That's That's how I feel. And here, you know, you and I have been, you know, spitting out, you know, truth after truth after truth against the duopoly. And going, you know, for social media jail to social media jail to social media jail. We finally make this podcast. And here we are doing the same thing on a live version. You know, oh, yeah. you know, this has been going on for a couple of years between Bubba and I. This is why we, you know, this is how this all started. It started in 2020. We reconnected on Facebook. Here we are doing this show. But I'm telling you all right now that, okay, so what if the red wave takes over, right? What did the red wave do for you during the COVID tyranny? Nothing. They are spineless. They are they gutless. Spineless. They didn't even. They are back useless. You up. Republicans when the big are box disgusting. stores were closed. They did nothing for you to reopen. They did them, nothing. They bitched. They did a whole bunch of bitching. Well, this is wrong and this is wrong. But what the fuck did they do about it? Nothing. When the peaceful riots were happening, they did nothing to shut them down. Nothing. Not a single thing. So if you think that the Republicans have your back more than the fucking Democrats do, you're absolutely wrong and vice versa too. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the Democrats were the ones who forced you to close your businesses and, and not go to church and not go to school, not send your kids to school, not give people who needed self-help their avenues of getting it. 
They took that all away. But yet the Republicans did nothing to give that back. Really let that set in for a minute. Now I'm going to go ahead and start segueing into something positive. Let's go. It's, It's football season. It is football season. Here in Detroit, we have our Detroit Lions not only on HBO's Hard Knocks that kind of gave a preview of, of holy fuck, this is what might happen. But guys, the Lions are fucking playing great. I've been to the last two fucking games. You went games. to the uh, first two games of the season, dog. I'm jealous. Never happens. Mm-mm, never happens. But here's the thing. I'm already looking to try to get tickets when they're in town next week against the Seahawks. Nice. Nice. Dude, I mean, here's the thing. And you know the stats. So I want you to bring the stats when I say these things. All right. The Lions offense is, I believe, number two in the NFL right now. Number two in the NFL, tied for first in scoring with the Kansas City Chiefs at 71 points. Now, last the night... The Detroit Lions, folks. Uh, not last night. The other the other night, uh, the Cleveland Browns and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers played, you know, Thursday night football. Week three is in effect. So the Browns do lead with 85, but that's through three games. Now mm-hmm. through two games, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions tied with 71 points. Now... The best rushing team in the NFL, Detroit Lions. Say what? They average 7.46 yards per rush. It's something like 4.6 before contact even. It's ridiculous. Holy Uh, shit. The Detroit Lions. We're talking about the Lions right now. And that's with the great combo of running backs we have with DeAndre Swift. I love Swift. Who, the last two games, he's had... In each game, a 50-yard breakaway run. And then Jamal Williams, which he's turning into a goal line stud. Jamal Williams, he is on track for 600 yards only rushing, but 19 touchdowns. Because he's the goal line freak, dude. Like, I'm sitting here going, and DeAndre Swift, he's on pace for 1,700 yards and 33 touchdowns total with receiving and rushing, which it's is pretty wild crazy. to see, especially with Jared Goff at quarterback. He's I'm still not sold on Jared Goff. I'm just he, all right, cool. You're not ready for this. The best quarterback in the NFC North. You better quit. Nope. Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers. Mister Dis- Mister Discount double check himself. He's over Aaron Rodgers. More yards, more touchdowns, and the least amount of interceptions. The one fucking interception he's thrown gave the game away against the Eagles in the opening week because we only lost by three. That's pretty um, crazy because we're a shit show here in Detroit, and I make fun of them all the time. I've done it. It is. It is. Show. Uh, My wish player, well. of the, player of the week for the NFC, Amara St. Brown, Detroit Lions. Which where do, where the hell this kid come from? Because he's nobody, USC. literally. I mean, he's somebody, but like in the grand scheme of things, he's nobody. But he's out there being somebody. He set the Detroit Lions rookie record last season, and he was continuously on pace. Wow! To, he's now our number one receiver. That's over DJ Chark, and that's also over uh, uh, what's his name, Josh Reynolds, that we have. But we thought we had a bunch of no-namers. Amara St. Brown is the fucking stud on the field wide receiver-wise. Um, we have our own possible Tom Brady story also going on right now. Uh, sixth round, number 80, 188 pick, Malcolm Rodriguez 
a.k.a. Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Our linebacker. Dude, he is f- he is averaging 10 tackles a game. That's insanity. As a rookie. How are we on this show right now saying good things about the Detroit Lions? And then also we have How? our hometown kid, born and raised, Plymouth, Michigan, played at, Divine, played at Divine Child, played at the University of Michigan. Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks in the first half. Now he sat some of the second half because he got a little he got a little uh, hurt and everything, but he set the Lions record for a rookie. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's been pretty cool to watch them so far. I dogged him after the first game just because I was not happy after that. First now, game, Aiden Hutchinson's on pace for twenty nine sacks. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But he's on pace for twenty nine sacks. Dude had three sacks in like the first half last. Yeah. Half oh yeah. And then the Lions' defense had a before? safety last week against. I the mean, Commanders. so so. Are we saying that we need to put the Lions on uh on on the I don't I don't want to say the hot seat but we need to be they we need to put them on the teams to watch is that what you're saying? You do because also in the power rankings they went from uh 28 now they're the top 16 team in the league. That's pretty wild. I can't believe those words even came out of your mouth about the Detroit Lions. It's pretty now, crazy. Dating back to last season, the last game that they won, which was also thir- above 35 points, the Lions have av- been averaging a minimum of 35 points the last three regular season games. That has not been done since the fucking 1950s. And with Jared back- Goff at quarterback. With Jared Goff at quarterback. I know everybody's <laughs> all raising their eyebrows, but the guy is a game, uh, what do you call it, uh, he just has he just has to control. He the hasn't game. been turning the ball over, and he's been making plays when he needs to make plays. The he, dude he, only threw for like two fifty and four touchdowns last game, right? That's pretty fucking. Wait, close. wait, wait! And just did you just fucking say just four touchdowns, motherfucker? No, just two fifty yards. Four oh no! But the way how you made it sound like it was just four touchdowns. No, no, four touchdowns is huge. I mean, if you had him on your fantasy team, good for you. You know what I mean? But and then also the Lions have not scored back to back over thirty five point games since the 1970s. So we have what never we're seen this. Here, ladies Don, and we have never seen is, this. We have never seen this. I think we need to start paying to the Detroit. Is that, we need to start paying attention to the Detroit Lions. Is that Kool-Aid in my Lions cup? Is no, that Kool-Aid black or black coffee? It's black coffee, you know it is. <laughs> you know, rubber the mouth revs it. Man. But, but now, uh, brother. What's up? I think we need to move on to this part of the show where we uh, are excited about. We have we have been excited about this. We've actually been uh, conspiring this all week, so uh, we're pretty excited about this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's not a big secret that Bubba the Mouth and I are uh, huge hip hop fans. Huge. Um, you know, we came from a time where you know we watched, the best music was always made. The best music was always made, especially if you grew up in the '90s. If you were raised in the '90s and were old enough to remember hip hop you witnessed the best time in the entire world for hip-hop music. I mean, I put hip-hop, uh, 90s hip-hop and 70s classic rock, I mean, are there, are one and the same in their own in their own genres because 70s was the best time for rock, the 90s was the best time for hip-hop, and we're here to talk about it with our top 10 best hip-hop albums of all time. 
Now we're going to go from 10 to 1, right? Yes, absolutely, and I want you to go first. All right, leading off, my <laughs> top 10 is Big Puns, Capital Punishment. Really? Yes, I'm leading off with that album. Dude, a lot of people have slept on Big Pun. That's also Big Punisher, if you didn't know, folks. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. Yeah, that's what they only know him for. But listen here, <laughs> the Twins 98 song with him and fucking Fat Joe. Then you also have Terror Squad up and down that whole album. It doesn't miss a beat. The fucking, the, the, the brevity and the way how he spits rhyme after rhyme after rhyme. He was amazing. And unfortunately, he passed away before we uh, ever got to see him really peak at greatness. Um, cause he, he did pass away, uh, climbing up the stairs of his house to his wife, had a heart attack, died, uh, you know, always rest in peace, big punisher. Um, but yep, that is my number 10 okay. all time favorite fucking album, big punishers, capital punishment. Okay. Number nine. What do you got for number nine, brother? Oh, I'm going to go ahead and do my number nines. All right, with number nine, I'm going a little local here. Okay. I think you're going to kind of get the nod and the gist of where I'm going. Mind you, he's the only, this is the only one I've picked of my favorite dude. Eminem's good old-fashioned Marshall Mathers LP, where you can literally hit play and listen to all the From fuckery. From front to back, dude, that, shit, that, that album was amazing. So amazing. Back with this pack of zigzags in this bag of this week. Oh my Dude. god. Criminal. Criminal is a good song. Now here's the funny thing. That's funny you said criminal. Uh I played it Monday night at work. I brought my big speaker. And then the rest of the week I am rapping criminal throughout the whole shift. That's awesome. Preacher, preacher, fifth grade teacher. You can't reach me. My mom can't need you. You know, can't I'm teach just me a goddamn thing because I watch TV I watch on TV, Comcast cable. Comcast cable. <laughs> you ain't able to stop these thoughts. Dude, he was dude, so dude. ridiculous in that album. I, people don't give him enough credit, really. The Marshall That's, Mathers LP is amazing. So my number nine, Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP. Okay. Going into my eight. I have to go. You bought vinyl of it recently. Outcast, AT Aliens. Ooh. One of Got to throw favorites. those hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like fish and grits and all that and pimp all shit. And all the pimp shit. Oh, my God. Everybody let me say, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That album, I kid you fucking not. It's hard to pick a fucking favorite one. Like, there's the obvious, AT Aliens. There's, uh, what do you call it, uh, Me and You. Yep. I love Wheels of Steel, dude. Oh, dude, that song fucking flows, bro. Oh, my God. The whole album is so ridiculous. And that's on my list, too. I can't wait to tell you where it's at, though, because, like, I'm a huge fan. Um, Andre 3000, to me personally, um, top five best rappers of all time, period. I'll I'll put him in my five. Yeah, seriously. Like, Andre 3000, there was something special about that dude. Um, the outcast in general, uh, paved the way for Southern rap when, you know, most people, when they thought of Southern rap was like two live crew, pop that pussy, me so horny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, outcast came out and really gave the Southern rap a, a, uh, 
a paveway, a, a pavement to walk and give them more more stars because Southern Rap actually blew up after Outcast blew up. So that was pretty sweet. Let's go on to your next one, brother. All right, next one up to bat. He's from my favorite group, Wu Tang. Oh the shit! The old. He's from the group. Okay. So I'm talking about ODB, the old dirty bastard. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, shimmy, yay, yes. The album's name, Return to the Thirty Six Chambers, where the fucking logo is a food stamp card. Mm. Dude. But yes, shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yam, shimmy, yay. Dude. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Do you not remember? When they, I believe it was a Cribs episode on MTV, right? And they went in there with ODB and he was living in some like one bedroom apartment or some shit, right? He just Mm. showed him his apartment, but he also showed that he was still collecting like state assistance or food stamps or something while he was selling millions records, dude. And he got deep into deep shit over that shit, man. (laughs) He got into deep deep shit shit over that. But that was all up on MTV. I'll never forget that, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I ODB was great. He was amazing, and he was always happy. You know, he brought so much joy to so many people, man. Rest so, in peace, man. For real, ODB in, was great. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I got two dead folks on my list. Goddamn. So I guess I got legends. It is what it is. Hell yeah. Uh, next up to bat. Uh, well, he, he's crazy now, and he changed his name, but I only call him Kanye West. And I'm going with late registration. Wow. You putting Kanye up in your top 10? Bro, that fucking album is fire. I don't care who you are, bro. That wow, album okay. is fucking amazing. The mid-2000s late registration. You talking about right what, Through the Wire? college dropout. That guy was fucking... He was, dude, he was insane at that time. He was on a new level. He is the reason why he went crazy today, man. Like, all that momentum. This, this was the culmination of, I'm gonna fuck you up mentally through your ears, man. Great album. But was that the album with Through the Wire, his, his sample of Through the Wire? Uh, I believe that's off of... Or is that before? That's before, bro. I'm not a big Kanye guy, so that was, you know, I'm trying to, you got to polish me up on some of these things. That's okay, man. That's okay. But that's, it was a great fucking album. A great time. It's, for me, It's Chiseled in Stone is one of the greatest albums. Okay. It's in Chiseled in Stone. Uh, Next off the bat, now, some people might say, you know, too too little far back. Now, is this seven or six? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. I'm on number six, right? Okay. Um, might be controversial because I think that the younger ears would rather hear his other masterpiece, but I put this one before him because uh, it, it made him who he is. Uh, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Yes. The original fucking yes! Chronic. Not Chronic 2001. That was a great album. Great it's albums. not in my top ten. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I'm with but you. I'm with you. Chronic was a great masterpiece. Absolutely, album. and nostalgic as fuck. You know, nostalgic as fuck. Literally, hit play. That's all you needed. Well, I mean, that's that album came out. I mean, that actually, actually, uh, let me rewind this. That album was one of the albums that really, really put hip hop out there to the world. Yes. It really was. And it I believe did. that was 1991. And it fast-tracked Snoop Dogg. It also was Death Row's flagship album 
to move everything around. So pretty much the entire fucking roster was on that album. Yes. And everybody else was able to uh, project themselves to make, you know, obviously great other albums. Like you had the Lady of Rage, you had the Dog Pound, mm-hmm. uh, Nate Dog. Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, I can just keep going. Warren on. G. Regulators. Warren G. Warren G. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously. So, uh, so my number, uh, you know, number six. Yep, had to count. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, number six album of all time, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Okay. Greatest time ever. Now let's hear your top five, dog. All right, top five. Another great album from also the same fucking label that came from The Chronic that ended up launching his awesomeness, Mr. Snoop Doggy Dog at the time, Doggy Style. Yes. Another great masterpiece where you can just hit play. Because it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Can't have none, dude. Oh, dude, (laughs) What's My Name came out in that music video. Oh, shit, dude. I was glued to MTV during that era. I really was. My parents finally got cable around that time for the first. They were. My parents protested cable for the longest time. (laughs) And then when we finally got it, it was MTV right when, like, hip-hop was blowing up. I remember all these videos. Yes, uh, like I said, another great album that projected other great artists too. You had Warren G, you had Lady of Rage, you had the Dog Pound on the claiming yes. LBC all over that fucking album. Um, honestly, in my opinion, it's it's the, the it's still to this day his best album ever. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I liked his sophomore album, The Dog Father, but you know, Death Row held held a, a tight grip on any right of that. Um, right. But here's the good news: uh, the the new owner of Death Row Records, oh Snoop Dogg, yeah, he Snoop-a-loo. bought his own shit back. He bought his own shit back. So, which, by uh, the way, folks, Snoop and Dre are recording a record. We've talked yes. about this. Actually, we talked about this on the Cajun Show when he was on. We did. Yeah, Snoop and Dre are recording a new record. So, Under fucking death row, this is going to be amazing. It's so, so it, to, to me and you, this is highly anticipated. Highly anticipated. All right, man. now we're getting into the trenches. Top three might have a lot of controversy on my side, but go fuck yourself. It's my list. <laughs> it's well, buds in the basement is controversy. Uh, going with Tupac, all eyes on me. Oh, yes. So that's three Death Row albums in a row in my top five. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I would have to say top six. Yeah. I had to, Snoop, got, Snoop was started with my five. But five, uh, six, five, and four are all fucking, sorry, and three, you know what I'm talking about, are all Death Row records. Death Row. Um, that was, when I, when, when I got that album at age 13, dude, it was the first time I ever saw a double CD album, ever. It was my first time I ever saw it. I was like, wow, this is crazy, man. Uh, my favorite book was book two because it kicked off with George Clinton and Tupac, Can't See Me. Oh, my God. The That's blind stands of a million pairs of eyes. The fucking Dude. beats were ridiculous. Just that whole You'll album. never see the paint. Oh, my gosh. Dude, yep. it was such a great fucking album. Um, not going to lie, though, as a young man, I was addicted to the uh, How Do You Want It music video because the original had a huge hot tub full of many women and him just rapping in it with uh, Tootsie and JoJo, which was formerly Jodeci. 
Did I ever, let me stop you real quick. Did I ever tell you the story about smoking weed with George Clinton back in the day? It no. Happened. It totally <laughs> happened. Went and saw Parliament Funkadelic at fucking Royal Oak Theater, right? This was years ago. So many years ago. And me and my buddies are outside, kind of by the tour bus. We're on the side of the building smoking weed. Sure as shit, fucking George Clinton comes walking out of the bus talking about how it smells so good out here. And I'm like, well, hit this shit, dude. And I passed him the joint. He smoked it. And it was fucking dope, dude. I'll never forget that for as long as I live, man. George Clinton at Royal Oak Theater, man. For real. I smoked weed with him. Me and my buddies. I am highly envious now. Kind of wild. And then he just kind of, you know, he dipped. He had to do his show. And we saw him on stage. And that was the end of that. It was George Clinton, man. That's George fucking Clinton, Uh, dude. Fucking the man. And I smoked weed with him. It was pretty dope. Was Bootsy Collins with him? What was that? Was Bootsy Collins with him? No, he was solo, dude. He come off the bus like all by himself. You know that would have been epic. Them two, I mean George Clinton and Bootsy, and oh, absolutely. So I probably would have talked about that a long time ago on the show if that was the case. Now, <laughs> my number two album. Ooh, Biggie Smalls, The Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die. Whoa! <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And my favorite song is not juicy on it. It's uh, Give Me the Loop. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. I'm a bad, bad boy. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. I'm a bad, bad Dude. I'm talking Such about. a great album. Uh, that Dude, that's actually, we have quite a few on the same list, just in different numbers. This yeah. Uh, that, like, I'm not going to lie. That album gave me more energy when I was more of in my early 20s. <laughs> than uh, being a teenager because I had more understanding of shit. Right, right. But wow, dude, it was, I fucking love that one, dude. That one that was fun. a great album. Such a great album. Actually, you know what? I actually have this in uh, Arms Reach. What up, though? You see that? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I was actually jamming to Ready to Die right before we recorded. So this is awesome. I love it. It's funny how I said that. Now, the top spot should not be a shocker to any of y'all if you know me personally. Let's do it. Wu-Tang Clan, 36 Chambers. Ain't nothing to fuck with. (laughs) Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, man. Protect your neck, man. Um, For this political season and next year's political, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the presidential one, I think I'm gonna go ahead and and rock a you know you know Wu Tang forever, you know. Election We've said time. it on the show. Presidents only last forty eight years, but Wu Tang is forever. Wu Tang is forever, and Wu Tang is for right. children. So, uh, <laughs> I obviously end this on a big Wu fan. Uh, that's just who I am. I've always loved their music, uh, hip hop, raw cut beats mixed with. Martial arts, fucking love it. Still to this day. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever stop being a woo head, so. Hip Hop Anonymous. Hip Hop? Hip Hop? Hip Hop? Hip Hop Anonymous? What's that from, you the hop and you just don't stop it. I believe that is from a uh, Big Daddy, right? Hip Hop? Hip Hop Anonymous? Yes. He's trying to re- teach him how to read. Hip Hop Anonymous? Which was from Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, man. 
who, who ended uh, up uh, being one of the biggest uh, mouths currently in the political sphere going after your left leftists. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think that is hilarious because he's one of the few that come out of Hollywood and, and actually, uh, you know, talks against it, which I love. I hate Hollyweird. I, I call it Holly weird now. That shit, that shit's fucked up out there, man. So anyway, now so, we get to hear Mr. Sean Collins. Mr. Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say with his hip-hop top 10 albums Number of 10. all time. Number 10. Number 10. Here's a little story I'd like to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in, in history, history with three Jewish guys from New York Making a hip hop album licensed to fucking ill, y'all. Are you kidding me? You would put the beasties on that one. You better believe I put the beasties on that I had that great vibe for you. Oh my god. Beastie Boys, a first album licensed to ill, which was not their first album, by the way, and I'll take you on a little uh, uh, fucking journey on that in a second here. But, dude, girls, all I really want is girls. And. No sleep till because they were the you know the first ones kind of to really bring in a little bit of rock and roll to the rap music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ali, Rick Rubin Baba, and uh, the definitely was themes. a huge producer on that album, man. Uh-huh. And so that album to me is is not only legendary, but it is it's holy grail. Uh, it's holy grail. It kind of changed the game in rap music, and and that is my number ten. For, for that reason, because it really was a game changer to see three white guys or Jewish guys, you know, rapping at the time in the late 80s where rap music was all black. I mean, and that's fine, whatever. But anyhow, that is my number 10. Number nine. My name is Hove, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. Yes, fucking Jay-Z's Black Album is flawless front to back um there's not a bad song on it really i got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one i really liked uh renegade with him and eminem on that thing man renegade was dope dope. just the whole album in general was great and to be honest with you uh back in my probably mid-20s when the album was out and i believe this is the only post 2000 rap album i have on my fucking list um dude I used to listen to the CD, me and my buddy Aaron at the time, we were in our mid-20s, we're both single, we're going to the bar every night, we're going to get chicks, we're going to get drunk, we're going to have a good time, right? But that CD, Jay-Z's Black Album, along with 50 Cent, or Get Rich or Die Trying, and Aaron, I really hope you're listening to this show, because I know you remember this shit, but that's what we listened to the bar, or listened to on our way to the bar to get us hyped up to go have a good time, that's just what it was, that is my number nine jay-z's black album now this is where we finally got some twinsies the numbers are different but number eight snoop dog doggy style man great album it is so it is such a great album it is uh extremely nostalgic because that album is another album that really helped pave the way for uh hip-hop and other rappers to come out uh his his flow his vibe is very chill um but I mean, he had songs like we already talked about. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. And he had these nuts, <laughs> you know, like oh, just the whole album was great. Just, a, just a great album. Now, number seven. 
OG original gangster, Ice T. Dudes and dudettes, I think a lot of folks don't understand how important Ice T is to not only hip hop, but to pop culture in general. The man was a guru of the streets. Um, he wrote songs about being on the streets and also told stories about what was happening to black people at that moment, which was very eye-opening for a, a white kid who lived in white suburbia, actually a country town, really, for that to come out and hear these types of things were happening to where I'd never heard shit like this before. I mean, very, very... uh politically eye-opening yep. but yet his beats were great uh his flow is great and it also opened my eyes to his band body count because there's cop a killer, song man. on that great, album. great song right there cop killer man. but like there was a, a song on original gangster called body count body count body count you know by body count or whatever mm. great song good album. great tune open my open my eyes to his rock and roll stuff um, Body Count is a great band. They're still kicking. They're still making music. They're still oh, yeah. recording. Uh, look up uh, from a couple years ago. You know, they had a couple songs, Bum Rush yep. and No Lives Matter, that were very uh, politically eye-opening and politically charged. Um, Ice-T, man, one of my favorites of all time. It's kind of crazy to see him play a cop on that Law & Order show just because of his... Uh, dislike for police, but yeah, I mean, but I really like money's a TV show. Who gives a fuck. I love his character though. So yeah, that's great. So that's that's my number seven. Number six is another twinsy mm. that we had, just different numbers. Doctor Dre, the Chronic Man. That album was dope as fuck, man. Yeah, uh, so another dope. good song. Another good song on that album is a uh, little ghetto boy. Little ghetto was, boy, which was which was predominantly uh, Snoop Dogg taking the lead on that uh they had what else let me ride was on there another great song let a lot of good ride. samples on there None fucking with Dre Day was great but there was one song in particular and i believe it's the last song on the chronic called bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks could you imagine if the song came out right now called bitches ain't shit Dude, people would lose their mind. There's no way That's the offended okay. generation. I'm not the type of person to say, oh, it's a different time, different era. No, I'm going to go ahead and play this. If you're offended, get Yeah, used seriously, to it. though. Like, grow some balls or, you know, grow up or whatever. Like, it's just music. It's just lyrics. Feel like it. Oh, God, you guys it. aren't modest at all. Man, go fuck yourself. Dude. No, but Talk seriously, though, man. man. Like, they had a song called Bitches Ain't Shit on that album, which yeah, is no. quite hilarious. But they would never pass in today's society. There's no fucking way that the current generation would have made it through 90s hip hop. Good. There's no fucking, fucking cry way. then, man. Now, top five. Top five. Another twinsy, actually. Mm. Number five, Tupac All Eyes on Me. That album was special. Um, he had just got bailed out of jail by Suge Knight. That's how that all came mm -hmm. to fruition or whatever. That's how he got into death row or whatever. Cause he it had, is. He had stuff out before it that. Is. That album was sick lyrically. That album was sick, uh, with beats, you know, Dr. Dre was doing beats. I mean the whole album, California love, you know, uh, Oh, my favorite song by Tupac of all time is on that album. No more pain. I like really raw, like gangster in your face, hip hop. That's just me in general. So, I mean, that's what All Eyes On Me was. 
to me. I love it. Now, for number four, another twinsy. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. 36 Chambers, I'm with you. That's my number four. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Are you kidding me? That th- I believe that's the first song on the album after an intro or something, maybe. And when you're a kid, you know, and you're listening to some of this stuff and you're in your room with your headphones on or whatever. I had to wear headphones because my Southern Baptist parents, there's no way in fuck they could hear me listening to this stuff. So my headphones on, you know what I'm saying? Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Oh, my God. Protect your neck. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, Cream. get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Wow. Dude, that album was so dope. I just, there's something special about Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang is forever. I will always forever say that. That is my number four on the list. But now, top three, dog. I'm going to fuck you up with this one. Mm. I'm going to fuck a lot of y'all up with this one. My number three. Cypress Hill's first album, self-titled album. Dude. Now, I love how you didn't even go with Black Sunday. Not bad. No. No, Black Sunday. Now, Black Sunday is a fantastic album. Great. I love it. But you went album. with uh, How I Could Just Kill a Man. How I Could Just Kill a Man. Or Pigs, man. This pig sits eating donuts man. while some motherfucker's out robbing your home. And just saw it off shotgun, hand on the pump. Their their lyrics were wild. And the their beats were is, very eclectic. Everybody thought that they were East Coast. And they weren't. When they, when they came out, no, they were West Coast, bro. They're Shit, definitely. Be Real's a Mexicano, you know what I mean? Yeah. Latin lingo, funky bilingual, wrong album, but whatever. Well, wait, is that the right album? Whatever. I'm, well, I'm having a you have, uh, what's his name, too, on there? Uh, he's he's Latino as well. Oh. Oh, God. I almost called him Sin, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now I'm thinking of the wrong group. I better quit before I start spitting out false information. But anyway, but... heavily Latino, and they thought that they were from New York City because the video of How I Could Just Kill a Man was shot in New York, and then also their music was also on the Juice soundtrack, which was New York, and it was early 90s, so everybody thought that they Wasn't Tupac from... on the Juice soundtrack too, I believe? Yeah. yeah, he was on there. Yeah, I believe so. That was back in the day when soundtracks were so dope, the 90s. We were kind of spoiled when it came to music, but yeah. You looked forward Cy- to soundtracks, though, dude. You did. No, oh, yeah. Soundtracks were so great. I don't really care for them anymore. I do have a couple on vinyl, unfortunately, like no hip-hop ones. You see, I but, like uh, Space Jam soundtrack, but there's that one song, Hit Em High, Hit Em Low with Busta Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, Be Real. Uh, yeah, great, great song. <laughs> I don't know if I actually ever heard that. Uh, I'll have hit to check high, that out later. High, hit em for high, sure, man. You I hope we're opening your eyes to some cool-ass music, y'all, because like this is kind of what we're about. Now, number two on my list, which is another twinsy, Outcast AT Aliens, man. Ooh. That's my shit. That is my second favorite hip-hop album of all time. All time, all time. All time, all time. Like, I don't think people understand how amazing that album really is. From front to back, you know, I literally, my my truck, I bought a brand new truck uh, about a year and a half ago now. I named my truck Jazzy Bell Ooh, because of Outkast. Because that is my favorite, favorite, favorite Is it riding on Outcast the wheels of steel, song. though? Oh, it is riding on wheels of steel. Actually, man, I got some pretty sweet rims on that bitch. <laughs> Not like super cool, expensive ones. They came stock, but they were pretty sweet. I love my truck. Two dope yeah, that's boys in a Cadillac. Bell. Mm. Oh, two dope, two dope boys in a Cadillac. Are you kidding me? Wheels of steel. 
Ah, oh, Jazzy Bell, me and you, yo mama and your or, cousin oh, dude, too. Dude, another favorite song, Babylon. Oh, Babylon's dope as fuck. Fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? That whole album, I came you guys. this world high as a bird. Oh, dude, because you had, you had the best lyrics ever from Andre 3000 in that fucking song, dude. There's something special about Andre 3000. I want him to, like, come out with some wild solo shit because I think he'd be amazing yeah. by himself, you know. Yeah. But that's my number two. Number one on my list is another Twinsy, but because he's my favorite rapper of all time. The Notorious B.I.G. What? Vanilla Ice. I had to break the <laughs> mundaneness. Doom, boom, boom, ba doom, doom. <laughs> no, Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die, hands down my favorite hip-hop album of all time. Hands down. There's not too many songs that will get me out on a dance floor, honestly. But I'll tell you what. I don't care where I am or who I'm with. Once I hear, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. You can rest assured, my fat ass will be out on that dance floor cutting a rug. Mike Charter, I know you're listening. You know what I'm talking about. He was a DJ back in the day, and he knew what time it was when he put that song on. I'll tell you what, man. Ready to Die, Notorious B.I.G. Not only that song, but I mean, Give Me the Loot. You know, Everyday Struggle. I know how it feels to wake up fucked up. Pocket, pockets broken. I don't want to live Another no, rock no. to sell. Dude, I'm going to go. You know what I mean? Like, here in a minute. Such, such a great album. No, I'm actually Hands happy down, I got to clean the house, dude. I, already, I think I got a playlist of what I'm cleaning the house today. I know it's Saturday, Oh, Dude, so. if you if you don't listen to any of this stuff we talked about on this show while you're cleaning your house, you're a shame square. on you. You're yeah, you shame on L7 you. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? But hey, that's our list, man. And I hope, you know what? After you listen to the show, please play with us on social media and give us your top five or top ten fucking hip-hop albums. We want to know, and we're going to keep digging into music as, as this show goes on. You know, we'll still talk about our politics and stuff, but for our own mental health, for your mental health, turn off the goddamn TV, live your lives, love your family, you know, go do your thing. Do whatever makes Watch you Lions happy. football. Watch Lions football. It's kind of fun Ooh. to watch right now. Hey, folks, it's uh, fall, so go to a cider mill. Go, to go, go do something. Go do something go other than listen to the media want you to hate your neighbors and your family. Fuck that. I know what I'm doing. What are you doing? I'm going to the cider mill, and I'm going to go feed goats. Ooh, that sounds kind of fun. I am. It's fun, man. It's fun. Get a little ice cream cone for a buck filled with like whatever they eat, and they eat everything out of your hand. It's pretty cool. That's though. cool, man. I love animals. You know. They're gonna go do that today. That's awesome. Me and Mrs. Buzz might fuck with the auto show. I don't know yet. We haven't quite fully talked about it, but we'll see. You know. You know, it's it's Biden inflation season, so you're like, you gotta watch your spending, y'all. <laughs> Everything's expensive. It sucks, but you gotta get out of the house too, and and and, and do things. So. But with that being said, that's all I got, man. What do you got? You got anything left for us, Bubba? Beans, rice, Jesus Christ, and fuck Biden. (laughs) And that being said, much love, y'all. Much love.